0: The following message is a presentation of Valley Metro Church, a community of believers dedicated to knowing God and making Him known. Good morning, everybody. Um, so, last week, Pastor Brian spoke about Vision Sunday and the vision of the church. And we kind of reflected on what, what this church has done, um, you know, in the last year in the ministries that we take part in and the things that we do. Um, and, and I was thinking back, and I'm going to try going through this without having a bug fly in my eye, but I was going through this and thinking about the things in this church and, and the people that are involved in this church and the leaders involved in this church and Usually when when you sit through a Vision Sunday, sometimes you're like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I don't even go to this church, or, um, you know, I'm not really involved. I just come and do my thing on Sunday mornings, and then I get a teaching, which is great. And I get encouraged, and then I go home, and I don't really do anything after that. Um, But some of us get really excited about it, and wow, Vision Sunday, I can't wait to see what God is going to do in this church this year. And I was reflecting on, on the people in this church, and just the good ones. And I'm just kidding, everybody, and, and how much I love everybody involved in this church and who comes to this church, but I was reflecting back on the people that have really impacted me in this church. And I've had the opportunity to, to be involved in, with a lot of different ministries and, and serve in different churches and different ministries and organizations. Um, and while I was going through some of the people, it was just a quick you know, just reflecting on it, I was like, man, this is such a great body to be a part of. And for me to say that, I don't want to say it's hard, but because I've, I've been able to go through so many different ministries and be a part of so many great things, but looking back, and these are just small examples, like Pastor Brian and Christy. Okay? This is where the bug starts flying in. Me and Lily, you know, with, with having Josiah, and if you guys know Josiah, he's like the most wound up crazy kid, always wants to fight, wrestle, have fun, and they gave us a break right after we had Amelie, who's a month and a half old, and on Valentine's Day, out of all the days, they say, hey, we want to take care of them for you. And for them to do that, their own marriage they put aside, their kids they put aside, and they put us in front of them. So that bug flew in. So, you know, just that's one little example. And I want to thank you guys. And, and being, being able to be a part of that vision behind them and what they're wanting to do in this church, those are the types of people you want to be behind. Sam and Caitlin, again, here comes another bug. Right as soon as we found out, Lily's dad passed away um, from cancer a couple years ago. As soon as we found out, that he had cancer, they were on their way to our house to come pray with us, to be there for us, to be there with us. And so, thank you for that. And, and for me, it's, it's so encouraging to be able to, to partner with people and, and go through life with people. Dylan and Stacy, when we, me and Lily would have our anniversary, we have no family out here. Well, we do now, but we had no family out here when we moved. And so, to be able to go out on an anniversary, it was hard because we really didn't have people to trust uh, because we weren't part of this really church yet. And we just came part of this church and we, we got to know some people. They would take care of Josiah for a full weekend. And if any of you guys, again, know Josiah, you know that's two handfuls or three handfuls to do. And so we would get to go out and do our little getaways and and have our anniversary and our time together because they would step in and they would take care. So any time you guys need babysitters, they're great, even if they have a newborn baby. So um and and Kenny and Janine um they're always there for people and I remember when we were going back to South Dakota my parents live on a lake again if you guys know Josiah he's a outgoing kid and he's not scared of anything he'll last year two years ago he hit his face so hard we don't know what happened he hit his face so hard his teeth got indented he chipped some teeth and He's coming, he has blood all over it, and we don't know what happened, but I'm assuming he jumped off something, and he was trying to fight someone or something. We go to the emergency room the next day, because it looks like his face is broken, and he's trying to play football with me. He's like, Daddy, let's fight, let's play football, and he's jumping up on the benches. So I can't imagine what the nurses were thinking, like, what do these parents do to their kid? But we were nervous to go back home to my parents, because they live on a lake, and so Kenny and Janine are like, hey, we want to teach guy how to swim, bring him over. So if any of you guys want to be the next Michael Phelps, they have a pool. And I'm sure they'll open that up for you. And, and Nick and Luis, I mean, they've been there for us and they're hanging out with us. And, um, you know, Nick's love for food. It's like we have, if anybody's ever ate at salsa and beer, that's like our thing. We always sit down and have salsa and beer. And it's, especially Nick, getting my body back in the bodybuilding shape that it used to be. Thank you for that. And then Scott, we, we actually had a daughter before Amelie. And it was Ramona. And some of you guys might know Ramona. It's a little dog. And when, when we were going through, you know, Lily going back to Columbia to go visit and take care of her dad and me traveling for work, Scott stepped in and took care of Ramona. And now Ramona is adopted by Scott and absolutely loves him more. Like, I, he would bring her back home, and I would literally be there with her. I'm like, it's so great to see you, Ramona. And she'd go by the door and just sit there and, like, lay down and be depressed. And so <laughs> these are just a glimpse of some of the people in this church, the leaders in the church, and there's so many, the people that pray for us, Letty, everybody. These are the type of people I want to be behind when I'm in a church because they, they put people first, and they understand what Christ did for people, and they understand what we need to do as a church, as a body of believers, and what the kingdom is about. Um, so, you know, he went through the vision Sunday, and I don't know where you feel you fit in, and hopefully some of you guys thought this last week, you know, I don't really know where I fit in. I I hope you guys wondered where you do fit in in your church or your home church. Is is it one of those things where maybe it's your first time to church today, and you're kind of taking that step. You're like, I'm just going to go check it out. Um, You know, maybe you you just became a Christian, and and you're coming on the Sundays, and you're just kind of figuring things out. Maybe you're old-timer, been a Christian for 20, 30, 40 years, however long it is, but I'm hoping you wondered where you fit in in a vision, not only of this church or whatever church you're involved in, and the last couple weeks in youth, and, and I don't want to go real deep into it because the youth might get a little bored because this is what I've been teaching on the last couple weeks, but we, we went through a couple different things, and it, I would like to say different walks of, of Christianity, um, and there's different walks, different steps of Christianity, and we, a couple weeks ago, we, we talked about Peter and, and Matthew of how, you know, for me, I, I think of one of the first steps is, you know, God is always waiting for us. Jesus is always calling us out, but it's up to us to actually make that decision and take that step out. And so in Matthew, Jesus goes up and he prays and the, the disciples are in the boat and uh, the, the boat goes out into the water and by that time, you know, the disciples are in the middle of the water and, and Jesus comes and the boat's gone and so he starts to go out and he doesn't swim the freestyle. He actually starts walking out on the water and the disciples get scared and Peter says Jesus if that's really you have me come to you and, and so Jesus calls him out and he says come and that's how it is in each one of our lives. He's calling every single one of us out to come to him and it doesn't matter if you're not a Christian yet, if, you've not, if you have not given your life to Jesus, or if you've been one for multiple years, because he's still calling you out continuously. But he's calling us out to take that step, and we need to understand we need to take that step towards him. We need to trust in him. And even though Peter got a little scared, like some of us might get a little scared, okay, we need to decide to take that step towards him and go through this Life with him. Because if we don't decide that, we're going to start missing out on some things. And like I said, if we've been a Christian for 10, 15 years, he's still calling you out to do something new. He still wants to call you out to something different and to serve in a different ministry or do something different in a, in a ministry. He still wants to call you out. We have to decide to take that step out and walk with him. Next thing we talked about was okay, well, what does it really look like? Like we, we, we take that step and we make that decision like, Okay, yeah, Jesus, I'll, um, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll respond to, to your call. So what does that really look like then? Is it just one of those things where we come to church on Sundays, we open up our Bible, and we say, Amen, brother, and, and whatever else. What does that all involve? And there's a lot of different things that it involves when we actually take that step out and we walk with Jesus. But really, what, what does that mean? And, and for me... When I look back on it, I look of of when he talks about carrying us carrying our burdens. He says my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And as soon as we make that decision to actually step out and walk with him, how many people have made that decision and realized, wow, this is not as easy as people told me it would be. Things get hard. There's trials, there's temptations, there are things that I didn't think what happened to me when I'm a Christian, but they're happening, why is this going on? But he tells us his yoke is easy and his burden is light, and what that truly means is he wants to walk with us and he wants to carry everything, everything that we're struggling with, everything that we're going through, he wants to be there with us going through it with us. He doesn't want to be behind us. He doesn't want to be in front of us. He literally wants to take that burden. He wants to take that yoke, go in there with you, and go through whatever it is you're going through. That's the heart of Jesus. That's what he wants from each one of us. He wants us to be able to say, okay, God, yeah, I'm, call- okay, yeah, I- I'm-, I'm going to do this with you. I'm stepping out with you. But now what? He wants us to walk with him. He wants us to cast everything onto him. That's what he does for us. That's his character. That's his lifestyle is to take those burdens, to take, take those struggles and actually walk through this life with him. And then after that, I was thinking, well, once we do those things, then, then what? We just walk this life with Jesus and, and then what? And what we talked about in youth was, well, then we have to understand what he does because we're walking with him, we have to understand, well, he's our teacher, he's our rabbi, we're little Christ, we're Christians. And one of the greatest things I like to look at, and the greatest stories I like to look at, is when he served other people. And that's kind of going back to what I was talking about of some of the people in this church, is how they serve other people. They get what Jesus did. Jesus wants to serve us. And if he wants to serve us, and we're Christians, and we're walking with him, we should have this burning desire to want to serve other people and to love other people. Some people are really hard to love, I know. But still, that's what we're called to do. And so the story, when, when Jesus washes his disciples' feet, when he gets down on his knees, when he gets to that low point to wash his disciples' feet. And I shared this story with the youth, and, and I love it because When when we think of like a foot massage, right? How many people really go to a massage place with all the fungus on their feet and you know you you haven't washed your feet for days and, and they're gross and disgusting. No, you want them to think that you take care of yourself and you have good smelling feet. And so my wife never wants to rub my feet and she's always like, Okay, I will if you wash them. I'm like, I just showered like five minutes ago and she just wants they want to want me to be clean. And so It's not like when Jesus bent down to his disciples and said, hey, I'm going to wash your feet. But first, but first, go take a bath. Make sure they're all nice and clean. File the nails. Clip the nails. Get all the fungus out. No, that's not what it was like. And they really didn't have the same sidewalks as we have. They walked on the same sidewalks as the camels and all the animals. And I grew up in South Dakota where we had a big backyard and like seven dogs. Yeah, we were those crazy people. And we would always play in the backyard, and we would play barefoot in the summer. And you knew as soon as you're running, you feel, and that thing between your toes, you knew what it was. Okay, and those disciples went through the same thing. They didn't have big boots on because they weren't work. You know, they they had the sandals on, so of course they felt that. So when Jesus bent down to actually wash his feet, he put himself in a position to where he really served his disciples, and it was a significance of look, it's not about us. It's about getting down and serving others, all those around us. Whether they're clean, whether they're dirty, whether they're nice, whether we don't get along with them, whether they're hard to love, we are called to serve others around us. And so after that, I was thinking, yeah, but but God, what if, like, I get upset, and I get irritated, and sometimes I just want to be done with it. Like, it, it, it's hard. It, it gets really hard to do, and Some people get to that point where they're just like, you know what, God, I'm sick of everything. I'm done with this. And they leave. Like that whole Christianity thing, I'm I'm done with it. I've been hurt. I've been broken. I've been talked bad about. People have wronged me. And so many different things have happened to them to where they're just to the point they're like, I'm over it. God, I can't hear you. I can't see you. I don't understand why all these things are going wrong in the world. I'm done. And it goes back to what Pastor Brian talked about two weeks ago, the prodigal son. And the heart... Of God, Because there are some people, including me, that took that and was like, I'm out. And I completely turned and walked away. I didn't want anything to do with God. I believed there was a God. I believed in Jesus. But I didn't want anything to do with him. Because of things that had happened to me, because of things that I saw going on in this world, I didn't want anything to do with it. And so when we understand the Father heart of God and how he is always, everybody say always always waiting for us to return when we understand that we know that we look at these steps in life we know that we look at these different stories that we just went over and say you know what even if I get irritated even if I get upset even if I get broken there's always going to be God sitting there waiting for me to return to him no matter what we've done no matter what we've gone through he's always there He was so happy. The father was so happy when his son returned to him. He threw the biggest party. The biggest party. And that's how it is with us. He gets so excited for us when we come to him. Just imagine, I'm guessing, even though Peter got a little afraid, I'm guessing Jesus was pretty impressed with Peter and like, you know what, at least you got out of the boat to come to me. At least he took that step forward to come to him. So I'm pretty sure that he probably was a little excited. So can you imagine when we're going through something and we're about to give up and we're like, you know what, I'm going to turn back to you, God, on this one. How excited he gets for his son or daughter to turn and come back to him. So I titled this message today, Don't Jump Ship. Can everybody say that? Don't Jump Ship. And what does that mean? In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. This is Paul talking. He says, This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries of, of mysteries God has revealed. And a specific word that I want to focus on, there's a couple different versions of this. And some of it is called the ministers of Christ, the servants of Christ. And that word, actually, when Paul is talking about it, he's referring to slaves. He's referring to these slaves that that were in these big ships and they were in the galleys of the ship, the bottom part of the ship. And they were slaves. Their job was to go to the bottom of the ship, get an oar, and row, and move that ship. And so when Paul is talking about this, he's talking about being a slave to Christ. And when when, when you think about these slaves, just imagine this. Okay, I once was on a lake, and a friend had a, a paddle boat, but it was it was with your feet, so you're going. After 15 minutes of that, I was dead tired. Okay, these men, these slaves are on; they're slaves. Okay? It's not like they were getting handed espresso shots and, and all these muffins and everything. Hey, keep up the good work, buddy! And they're getting encouraged, and everything's going great, and they're treating them, you know, getting down, rubbing their feet. Hey, keep rowing, keep rowing, keep rowing, keep rowing. No, they were slaves. They were, they were bottom-of-the-ship people that no one wanted anything to do with. And so when I was on this paddle boat and I was paddling literally 15 minutes on a lake, I'm like, I'm done. This is, this is tough. There was another time where me and Lily were in Puerto Rico and, and our brother-in-law and her sister, they wanted to go canoeing. And so we were in this little canal and there was, there was no waves. And we're like, hey, let's race. And it was really hot. And so we start going and we're going and going. And after like 10, 15 minutes of rowing, how many people have ever rowed before? Like, it's tough. Even with a body like mine, it's tough, you guys. And I actually could, why does everybody laugh at that? I actually could jump out and like cool off a little bit. These people could not do this. Why? Because they were chained to these benches. They could not jump ship. And there was a specific reason why they were chained to these benches. Because they knew, the people knew, that this was such a horrible lifestyle that they would actually rather jump into the sea and try finding a better lifestyle, an easier lifestyle. And can you imagine being down there just sweating with these big oars and just going nonstop and having to go? And you're the reason you can get to point A to point B. It's just you and the crew and you're just going and going, they probably start thinking to themselves, I want to go to a nice place. I want an easier life than this. They're probably thinking Palm trees, Southern California, Eastern South Dakota, all these different places where it's just nice to be out, right? And that's why they were chained so they wouldn't jump ship and be done with it. But they were the whole reason why this ship was moving. And likewise... For us, if we are in Christ, we are part of the reason the kingdom of God is growing. We are part of the reason why people are starting to understand who Jesus is. That's what we are. We are the ones, if we decide, I am going to step out and I'm going to respond to your call, Jesus, and I want to live this life for you, Jesus, and and walk this life and serve others with you, I'm responding to that call. But what if things go bad with that? What if things don't go how you want them to go? What if things come up and the things that you had vision, the things that you thought, you know, when I become a Christian, everything's going to be great. When I give my life to Christ, everything's going to be amazing. And there are parts of it. But let's be real and know that things don't always go how we want them to go things get hard, things get difficult, and we just want to give up. Sometimes we want to give up. There was a ministry that I I worked with, and I don't want to say the exact ministry, but based on the story, you'll probably guess if you know me what ministry it was, but I was there for a specific call. And while I was there, um, I was serving, and, and there were some other guys that came in, and there was two guys that I ended up becoming really good friends with. And we all kind of had the same vision. We're like, let's go out in the streets, let's serve the people, let's, let's teach them English, let's do everything, let's just make it about them. And we were staying at this specific um, place, and, and from the leaders, they wanted us to be at this place from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And my whole thought process is like, why would I be stuck here when I can go out there and serve? Like, that just does not make sense to me. And, like, well, there's things that need to be done here. And, painting walls and sweeping and mopping and doing dishes and all those sorts of things, killing cockroaches. That, That's what I was going down there for, is to do these things when I envisioned that I was going to be serving these street kids and working with them and letting them know who Jesus was and teaching them English and doing all these ministry things. And there came a point where all three of us were sitting there and we were talking and we just got sick of it. We're like, you know what, we're here and we want to be serving these kids. We want to go out and serve these people but we're stuck at this place from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and it almost felt like a boot camp. It almost felt like one of those things where it's like, this is not what I envision. I would rather just hang this up. I would rather just jump ship. And so it came to the point where we were talking about it, and it really almost became a reality. We're like, okay, well, you know, we can pack our bags tonight. Okay? And it was like we were trying to sneak out of this place when it wasn't anything like that, but we just didn't want to get in that awkward setting and be like, so we are just going to leave. So we're like... We're planning our escape. And we're thinking, okay, if if we go down, we take a taxi to the river, we can take the boat down the Amazon, and it's going to take us a couple weeks to get to Lima. And when we get to Lima, then we can book some flights and we'll fly back to the U.S. Yes. That's a great idea. I'm glad that I got a little wiser and realized that that would not have been smart. Why? Because I would have missed out on so many things that God had for me there. I would have missed out on seeing these kids from the street Coming to know who Jesus was, and living their life for Jesus, and serving with Jesus, and not only serving the people of Peru, I just gave it away, dang it, not only serving them, but going out into the world and serving other people. I would have missed that opportunity to be able to have these one on ones, encourage these kids, and walk with these kids and disciple these kids. So if I would have jumped ship at that moment, I would have missed out on so many things that God actually had for me while I was there. And for us, if we decide I'm going to be committed, let's be committed. If we decide I want to serve Jesus, let's be committed to serving Jesus. And that can look like so many different things, but it comes to one simple thing. Surrender and stepping out and doing it. And there's a lot of things in between that, but... In reality, that, that's the biggest thing is actually responding to that call and stepping out and serving with Jesus. That, that's, that's the main thing. And, you know, there's times where we don't feel appreciated. A lot of us work and maybe some of us go to school and maybe in the family. We don't feel appreciated, right? We, we don't get the great job, buddy, or the pat on the back, or thank you for doing this, or thank you for doing that. We don't get that, so we don't feel appreciated. How do you think those, those people in the bottom of the ship felt? Right? They probably never got a thank you. They probably never got a pat on the back. They probably never got their favorite meal. But they were chained and they were committed because they were chained. Now it's a little different with us because we get to make that decision if we want to be chained with Jesus. He wants us. He's inviting us to be chained with him. He's inviting us to say, Okay, God, I'm going to take this step and I am going to walk with you. He's inviting us to do that. So it's a little different. We're not really forcing that, but that's the great thing of love. It's that decision that we can make every single day when we wake up and say, God, I am going to serve you today. I am going to love you today. I'm going to serve the people surrounded by me today because I know your heart for them. And I know that you have a heart for them, I know that you have a plan for them, and I want to take part in that. I don't want to miss out on those things. Because we can all look back, and we can regret on some things that we did and didn't do in life, right? We can all kind of look back and say, man, I really wish I would have done that. I really wish I would have stuck that out, because I wonder where I would be at now. And when I was in high school, you guys might think I was on the chess club, but I actually played football and I had this opportunity and I, I signed with, with this team in college coming out of high school. And the, the, the team that I signed for, that I committed to, actually went to the national championship four years in a row. And it would have been the four years that I would have gone there, I would have been able to be part of a national championship. They won three out of the four national championships that they went to. And I look back on that and I'm like, I missed out on that. I wish so bad I would have stayed committed and I missed out on it. But I think about it and I say, if I actually would have went to that, then I would have missed out on all these things God had for me because I wasn't committed to God back then. I wasn't living my life for Jesus at that time. So there are things that I look back on and I'm like, I wish I would have stuck that out before I was a Christian, but then I look back and I remember, I'm like, you know what, God had so many greater things for me than all that. He has so many more eternal things for me than this, just little things. Yes, it'd be great to hold up your hand and wave to someone and show off three national championships. Of course, that would be nice, but in reality, that really doesn't matter to me, because I would rather look back and say, I was able to be a part of this ministry where this person came to Christ. I was able to disciple this person, and they came to Christ. And they started their own ministry, and they started their own ministry, and all of a sudden you start seeing these things that God has for you, and he has for these different ministries. And that's why we have these Vision Sundays. That's why we have these different ministries in this church. Because we're inviting everybody to take part in it. And I'm not asking and not telling you, well, you have to do it every Sunday, you have to do it every Wednesday. I'm not even saying you have to do it once a month. But I want to encourage you guys. Are you saying no to it because you're a little nervous, because you're a little scared? And I want you guys to examine your own hearts. Why is it, and sometimes I go through this too, why is it that we don't actually step out and do things? Why is it that we don't respond to God's call? Most of the time it's because we're scared of change. Most of the time it's because we're nervous. Most of the time we just, we don't want to associate ourselves with people because some people are a little weird and we just don't want to be in that setting. All right? There's, there's, The list goes on and on. But what it comes down to is, are we willing to sacrifice that? Are we willing to surrender those things and focus on Jesus just how Peter actually stepped out and did it? And then are we actually able to walk with Jesus and understand that he wants to carry our burdens? He wants to go through this life with us and he wants to be able to pick up our burdens and make it easier for us. And then going on from there, realizing, hey, you know what? God has this plan for me, and it involves serving people. That's hard to do. That's hard to put other people above yourself because we're all selfish people at some moments in our life, right? Yeah, one person agreed. Thank you. (laughs) Right? And we like to be served. But in reality, we look at Jesus— and we see how many times he served his disciples, that he served other people. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to look at the things that he did and do it for him. I want to be able to have others understand the love that God actually has for them. And the prodigal son story of, it's, it, it's such a heartwarming story. You hear that story and I've read it, you know, early and a couple times, I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then to understand that God actually, actually is waiting for you in this moment. And it does not matter if this is your first time at church. It doesn't matter if you just became a Christian. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for 20-some years, 30-some years. He still has things in store for you that he wants to reveal to you. And if you're ready to give up, if you're ready to throw in the towel and say, I'm done with it. It's, just, it's, it's becoming a routine. I'm not really getting anything out of it. Don't jump ship because there are things that he has for you right now in this life that he wants you to take part of. He's inviting you to come alongside him in his ministry so that you not only can live your life for him, live your life with him, but you can help greater the kingdom of God. And that's what Christianity is. This whole Christianity thing, it's a religion. But honestly, it's this relationship that we have with Jesus to where we can understand who he is. We can understand what he wants in our life so we can help others understand what it is to have a relationship with Jesus. Are we perfect people? Maybe a couple of us. Nobody's perfect. Not one of us is perfect. We're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to be the ones on the floor crying in the fetal position, this has never been me, and just saying, I don't know what to do with my life right now because I'm so confused. I've gone through so many different things in my life, and I just don't know what to do. We have to remember that he's there with open arms saying, come return to me. I want to go through this life with you. Those hurts that you went through, I want to heal those hurts. That pain that you went through, I want that pain to go away because when he carries our burden, he's not lying. He's going to carry our burdens for us. And life is going to get hard, but with Jesus, it gets a lot easier. Now there's three things. It's easy to talk about these things. It's easy just to talk about it and then on Sundays, we're like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then we leave, and all of a sudden, it gets hard, right, to actually do those things. It's easier said than done is the same. But there, there's three things that, that I want to point out on how can we prevent from actually jumping ship. What are, what are some things, because how many people... You know, not, not my current job, but there's been some jobs that I've had to where they say, hey, we need to do this, but then they don't give you anything that you need to, like, well, how do I begin doing that? And you're just clueless, right? And they give you advice, and they're like, well, you need to do this. And, well, how, how do I begin to do that? It's like, for me, I have no idea how to purchase a house. So if someone came to me and said, purchase a house, I'd be, oh, okay, well, what are the beginning steps of that? Okay, I don't know some things, and I would like people, when they tell me to do something, to kind of set it out for me, to make it a little easier, right? So, so for us, when we read these things, when we go through these things, and we talk about these things, I don't want it for you guys to leave and be like, well, yeah, I, I, I get like Jesus wants to love us, and he wants us to serve him, and, and serve other people, and, and walk through this life, but really like, when we step out of the church and we step out of that aspect, it gets hard because we're going through life. We're going through this world of of pain, of sorrow, of people who are always discouraging us, who are always wanting us to fail, especially the Christians. Christians have always been persecuted. Throughout history, always have been persecuted. So as soon as you say you're a Christian, some people treat you nice, some people don't treat you so nice. Okay, so as soon as we, we take that step, we want to be able to say, okay, so how can I prevent me from jumping ship. And I think one of the main things, the number one thing, is really surround yourselves around people that are Christ-like. Being around those that love Jesus, being around those that are always encouraging, being around those that are always serving, being around those that are always putting other people first, for me, it's encouraging. You know, I'm... I'm blessed to have that. I'm blessed to have people actually check in on me. Leaders check in on me. Hey, how are you doing? Do you need prayer for this? Are people building you up? Or are they taking you down? Because there's a lot of people that are so negative in this life to where you start to become negative. They say something, you know, they don't like something. You're like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't like it either. But your whole life you like that. But you're surrounded by a bunch of people that don't actually like that. So we need to start to surround ourselves around those sorts of people that are encouraging. You know, I'm blessed enough to have a wife that does that for me. For me, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably fall off the ship. I wouldn't choose to jump because I would just be so crazy not know what to do. You know, if I barely can take care of one kid. Now I have another kid that I have to do diapers and all this other stuff. But she's doing so many different things and she's encouraging me and she's taking care of so many different people to where I look at that and I want to be surrounded by those types of people. I want to surround myself around those people that encourage me, that lift me up, that build me up. And here at Vallementra, we want to do that. We want to be able to walk this life with you. We want to be able to encourage you guys. We want to be able to lift you up and say, yes, you might be going through something. You might be struggling with something. But that's not important. What's important is Jesus and your relationship with him. So let's help guide and direct you. And how you can strengthen your relationship with Jesus. The second thing is we have to actually choose to stay committed. That's something we, we need to choose to stay committed. We can say, yeah, I'm committed. But when something doesn't go right, are you really committed to it? When you have a disagreement, okay, are you really committed to it? Are you really committed to the cause? Are you really committed of wanting to walk this life as a Christian? Are you willing to be chained to that bench with Jesus? Because it is hard, but the reward is so great. And we are going to be discouraged, and we are going to be be down, and we are going to be talked about, but in the end, we're walking with Jesus. And our focus is on Jesus all the time. If I can get the worship team to come up. The third point is to hold on to God's promises. Because if we forget what God has promised us, if we forget the things that he has promised us throughout his word, in the relationship with him, and the things that he's saying to us, if we forget about those things, it's hard to continuously live this lifestyle called a Christian. Because what I love is when we look back on the things that God has done, when we look back in the stories of that, what Jesus has done, when we look back of how he's restored so many people, how he's brought his people through so many trials, I love looking back at that as a reminder of what he has done for us, what he's done in your own life. Because when we're walking this life and things get a little bit shaken, how many people get discouraged, honestly? I get discouraged. It's really easy to get discouraged. It's hard when something doesn't go the way we want it to go. It's hard to continuously go down that path. We want to give up. We're discouraged. People want to say things about us. But we have to place ourselves in a life to where we're surrounded around the people that love Jesus, that want to encourage us, that want to walk this life with us. So we need to, one, is surround ourselves around those types of people. Two, hold on to God's promises. All right, Two, choose to stay committed. And, and three, hold on to God's promises. You know, there's, there's a, a story in Isaiah, and it says he, he lifts us up on wings like eagles. And, and I'm not going to get too into it, but I heard this story about the Father, heart of God, and, and, and God is, is referred to a, as an eagle in the Bible multiple times. And I always wanted it to be like a cool animal. You know, I wanted it to be like a tiger, like something cool. But then I start to understand what, what the whole eagle thing is and the strength of an eagle and, and how, how crazy of an animal it, it is. And, and the, the specific thing that I'm talking about is when the eagles are born, their mo- mother pushes them out of the nest. Okay, It's like, well, thanks a lot for that and they just kind of, bah, okay, and, and you're, you're going down, you're going down. They have never found one dead baby eagle at the bottom of a nest. And why is that? Because he always, she always picks their young up on wings like eagles. And that's how it is with us. God is pushing us. God is telling us to take that step, come towards him, walk this life with him, And we're scared because we think we're going to fail. We're scared because we think we're going to fall down and get hurt. We're not going to be able to get back up. We're going to hit rock bottom. But never once has an eagle hit rock bottom because every single time the faithful mother has come down and swooped up the baby. And that's how it is with God. Never once is he going to let you fall so far down that your life's going to be over with. He's always going to swoop in, pick you up, and lift you up on wings like eagles. And he's always, always going to be faithful with it. Even when we don't think he's going to be faithful with it, he's going to be faithful with it. Even if we can't see what's going to happen in the future, even though we can't see what God is going to have for us in five years, ten years, we know that we serve a faithful God and he's going to carry you through that. And I don't want you to look back on the time to where you think, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have stayed committed to that specific ministry. I wish I would have stayed committed to you, God, because if we stay committed to him and we have chained up with him, he's going to carry us through these ministries and he's going to carry us through these problems and he's going to carry us through all the hard times in this life. It's hard. It's hard to go through hard times. It's easy to to fall down, but it's easy to get back up when we're in this yoke with Jesus. Because he's with us. He's going to pick us up. He's going to lift us and he's going to continuously walk through this life with us no matter what we're going through. You know, there's no category to sin. No sin's worse than this and this and this. And Sin is sin is sin is sin. That's hard to say. Sin is sin is sin is sin, right? It doesn't matter the sin that you're in. It doesn't matter the sin that you've gone through. It doesn't matter the sin in the past because the blood of Jesus has wiped all that away. You are a new creation in Christ because of what he did on the cross. That sin that you had in the past is gone. The sin that you're struggling with right now, it can be gone as soon as you cast it upon the Lord. And you ask for that forgiveness, that blood completely wipes everything that you've done in the past. That's a faithful God. That's a committed God. He is so committed to us. And all he asks in return is that we be committed to him. So as we leave this this church this Sunday, as we leave Let's ask ourselves, God, how committed am I to my church? How committed am I to my family? How committed am I to my brothers and sisters in Christ? But ultimately, how committed am I am to you? If you're not committed to him, he's calling you out right now to take that step. Peter was scared. I can swim, but I'd be scared to walk on water. He's calling us right now to take that step out to the things he's calling you to do. He wants to stretch you. He wants to grow you. But ultimately, he just wants you. That's what it comes down on. He just wants you right now. So Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, I pray that that as we come to you, as as we question where we are at with our, our life with you, whether we've never even given our life to you, whether we're just checking church out or we've been a Christian for years, I pray that we would examine our own heart to see where it is you want us to step out in ministry. And I ask that you would reveal to us what it is you're wanting to do in our life. And Father, I pray that you would remind us daily of the things that you want to do in our life, that we would stay committed to you in everything that we do because you're a faithful God, you're a committed God. And you're a God that has so much greater plans for us. So Lord, I I, I bless everybody in here and I thank you for their life. And I just pray that they would be encouraged. I pray that they would come to understand your character and who you truly are. And the life that you have for each one of us. We love you God, in your name, amen. This has been a presentation of Valley Metro Church. We pray that this message has blessed you. To hear more messages or to support future podcasts, please visit us at valleymetrochurch.com.